Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Good morning to you. Welcome to Outkick the Morning. I am Charlie Arnold. So for those of you who are still getting to know me, maybe you don't know so much about my past or where I've been in my career. When I was in my 20s, I was a reporter, a news reporter. This is before I even got into sports. This was my second job out of college. So early 20s. I was a news reporter in Kansas City. So while living there, Obviously, I became obsessed with the Chiefs, as everybody in Kansas City is. It's like, you can't live in Kansas City without supporting the Chiefs. So I would go to Arrowhead Stadium for games. I became friends with some of the players through work and interviews. It was just such a fun culture in Kansas City that I still hold on to. So even though I'm from Indianapolis and I'm a Colts fan, I'm also a Chiefs fan. So for all of you out there who have ever said, oh, you're just a bandwagon fan, like when they really started getting good, which was after I left, of course. Uh, no, I'm not. I lived there. I was a resident of Kansas City and would regularly attend Chiefs games, which means I am not a bandwagon fan. So just wanted to make that clear. Anyways, when the opportunity arose for me to talk to the heiress of the Chiefs empire, Gracie Hunt, I got so excited. First of all, there's more that I know about Gracie just besides the fact that she's involved with the Chiefs, that she's a part of the Hunt family. Uh, I also know all of the great philanthropy work that she's involved in. I know that she's an entrepreneur. She's got several big projects she's working on uh, that she has let me know about, but all of that's still under wraps for now. But also something that ties Gracie and I together, we are both Maxim cover stars. Uh, everybody, if you haven't already gotten your magazine, it's on newsstands right now, November, December issue. Uh, that would be me, Miss Maxim. Uh, definitely uh, something for the resume. This was a really cool experience. But anyways, Gracie also graced the cover of Maxim Magazine. So for all of these reasons, plus more that you will have exposure to once we get into uh, the next portion of the show, was the reason why I wanted to interview her. So without further ado, here is my interview with none other than Gracie Hunt. Okay, everyone, this interview has been a long time coming. We have been trying to get this on the books, I would say for months at this point. Um, so I'm so excited to finally be joined by the one and only Gracie Hunt. Uh, you might know her as the daughter of chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, but also she's doing big things. We see her all over the place, paving her way in life as a entrepreneur and influencer, also a philanthropist. So first and foremost, Gracie, you look beautiful, but... How are you doing? Oh, you're so sweet. You look beautiful. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a, a, a long season, but we're so grateful for, for all of the blessings and it's it's been fun. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I've, probably every single day you wake up, you're like, okay, I know what to expect, but I also don't know what to expect because things in your world, a lot of them happening on the fly. What's it like? you know, to be in your shoes, uh, growing up in the family that you have to be, you know, surrounded by football and also football. 
um, you know, what, what we, you know, what we call soccer here in the United States. Um, what's it been like to grow up in such a, a sports minded atmosphere? Gosh, it's been such a blessing. First of all, I'm glad that I like sports. I'm glad that I'm into athletics and was an athlete myself because that'd be really tough if I didn't like football or soccer at all. Um, but I honestly think that my dad uh, just fostered and cultivated that love of sports in me, my brother and sister at a very young age. He coached me when I played little kid soccer and cheered me wow. on all of my games through my career. And then um, has always showed up for all of us when playing sports. It's been so much fun to have a dad who also played because then they can relate to you in a special way. You know what? I love that. I actually, my father was a coach of mine as well when I was younger. Um, he was my softball coach when I was in middle school. So it's definitely fun. Like my dad's, you know, he's a racquetball player. So, I mean, still an athlete, uh, but definitely a different definitely. athlete. But yeah, he was my coach. So definitely fun. What what sports other than soccer did you play when you were younger? Did you continue playing soccer or did you transition to something else? Soccer was my sport. I did try it all. I think I ran track for a season. My mom had me in ballet for a little bit, and that certainly wasn't my calling, um, much to her chagrin. But I did a little bit of everything, played volleyball for a season. But then you really have to pick something and settle in it to specialize in it. And for me, that was soccer. It was my first love, and I enjoyed every step of that journey. Isn't that so funny? I feel like all little girls get thrown into dance. Like I also did ballet. My mother did ballet through college. So it's, it's a requirement. It, it is a requirement. I did, yeah, I did like ballet. Some part in every mother to like go and watch you in your dance recital. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I did, I did tap. I did jazz. I mean, all of them, yep. like I, I'm a horrible dancer. Like I'm literally so <laughs> bad um, that I can see why it didn't work out for me. Um, we found other things. That's why the sports I, were there for us. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm the same way. I grew up loving sports. Um, thank goodness. Cause it has paved like a great path for me, like career wise. Um, and just getting right into it. Um, something I love, um, about this conversation is the chiefs hold a very special place in your heart. They also hold a very special place in my heart because I was a local news reporter in Kansas city. Um, 2000, 11 through 2013, I worked for um, Fox 4, working for you. Um, so I was like, you know, transplanted into Kansas City. I'd never visited there before I ended up moving there for the job. I loved it. But it also, it, like everyone does, it's such a special place to be. It is. You know, there's something like a lot of people, you know, they do kind of have maybe preconceived notions about what Kansas City is like. It actually has so much culture. Like there's obviously the sports scene. There's a great restaurant scene. Uh, the people are just as friendly as they come. What, so what, what's your life like in Kansas City? What are your favorite things there? My mom is from Kansas City because we joke oh. my dad had to marry a born and bred Chiefs fan. Uh, she grew up watching Chiefs games with her father and my grandparents and cousins all live in Lee Summit. So I love getting to see them regularly uh, by going up to KC a lot. And I have a lot of friends up there. For us, football is family and that's that's the beauty of it. Okay. So your mother's from Kansas city. I had no idea. Uh, that's super cool. I actually, I had a chance to meet both of your parents. I was at the, um, NFL owners meeting, uh, NFL owners, uh, party at, um, super bowl in Miami, uh, okay. 2020. So I actually got an opportunity to meet them both. They're lovely people. Um, so I can see where you get, you know, all of your fabulous traits from, uh, I'm blessed. I've had two wonderful role models to look up to They're Absolutely. They're truly awesome. 
And so what are your favorite places in, in Kansas City? You know, for all the, the Chiefs fans that are out there watching, like what restaurants do you like to go to when you're in town? Anywhere that you frequent? Chiefs Fit is the gym to hit for sure. We've got a bunch of state-of-the-art equipment in there and awesome trainers. That's where I enjoy working out the most when I'm in KC. Other than that, as far as restaurants go, Capitol Grill, Q39 for barbecue, uh, Eddie V's. There's so many good options. I also love True Food. They know I'm a regular in there. I love True Food. True Food is one of my favorite places. Like if I ever go to a city that has a True Food, like I'm 1000% getting the Korean beef. Love that. It's my favorite thing on the menu. Um, okay. I the whole menu every time I go in. It's, it's so amazing. Okay. So I know that there's so much going on at all moments, but what does, and it might, might be, you know, too much for you to ask typical, because there's probably no typical day in your life, but what does a typical Chiefs game day look like for you? It involves a very early morning where I wake up somewhere between 3.30 and 4 o'clock because I got to get on a plane one way or another and there are game day jitters and I have to get into a peaceful mental headspace. And for me, that involves getting my workout in, having my quiet time that day. And then I got to do all the hair and makeup because I do it myself as we pageant girls like to. And, um, and yeah, that's like the start to game day. So it's very early. They're long days, but they're exciting. And the adrenaline just sustains you. Um, after you arrive in either Kansas City or wherever the game's at, if it's an away game, get to the stadium. And if it's at Arrowhead, my dad and I, since the time I was very little, go out and we tailgate together. And I love experiencing the excitement of our fans, trying everybody's barbecue, um, and hearing why people are Chiefs fans. I love those stories. Um, I love hearing about that time when they were a little kid and they got a signed jersey for Christmas. And that was the start of this lifetime of fandom. Um, That's just been like something I always love learning from our fans. Um, The other part of game day that I used to do when I was little, but not anymore. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. I, as all the little girls, loved horses. And we had a horse named Warpaint for many years. So from the time we brought her back for the Chiefs 50th anniversary um, until I was too old to do this, I would go and halftime um, or pregame, if depending on how early we were there, I would put on my little helmet, I'd go into the parking lot and I'd ride war paint like through the uh, this little parking lot and like see her um, and that, you know, was so fun. I had this dream that one day I would be the cheerleader riding on war paint across the field. Um, I'm still trying to swing that with my dad. So we'll see, maybe one of these days, but uh, she's on hiatus for now, but who knows, maybe we can get her back. No, I'm kidding. Oh gosh, um, awesome. Very funny story. The other part of game day that I think is really special is seeing how each player has a routine that they go through every single week to get their mental game going, whether that's in the zone with headphones and you're just very focused, or if you're interacting with your other players and coaches and the fans and signing stuff, or if you are seeing uh, the Chiefs chaplain, Marcellus Casey, praying with him, uh, praying on the field on a certain yard line, and just centering your heart and emotions, it just tells a little bit about who each person is and who each player is. I really enjoy seeing them all go through that. Then you get on the field for sidelines and you look around and seeing 
the excitement and the energy and all the fans around. Um, it's just like Christmas day every single yeah. time, but you never get tired of it. And then my mom and dad always do a good luck kiss and a prayer oh. for the games. I have a certain spot I sit in as do my parents and we all keep this spot for pretty much all games. And, um, and then we pray for safety and we play, pray for the success of the team and that they'll be able to play to the best of their ability. And um, yeah, national anthem kickoff. And then it's emotions running high and hoping the game doesn't age you a bunch of years between kickoff. And I mean, that. are you like, do you feel like the roller coaster of emotions during the game? You're like really Absolutely. high and then you're really low and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. Absolutely. It's funny because people don't understand what the emotional drain is like until you come and experience game day with us. And sometimes, you know, we'll bring friends and then we leave the game. And that night they're like, so how do you guys do this every single week? I'm so tired. I'm like, well, I tell myself the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, um, you know, and I think when you're in it with people who are passionate and in their calling and it's what you're passionate about and you love, it makes it all the worthwhile. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I, I can't, I can only imagine, uh, you know, just from a ordinary fan perspective already, how intense the emotions get, uh, being so close to the team, it being even more intense. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you have that job. I, I will remain the more casual fan that, that doesn't almost have, you know, <laughs> the medical episode each and every week. Actually, no heart attacks here. I think that you have to learn to not live life between wins and losses. Mm -hmm. It's really important to understand that you can't attach your joy, your happiness to just winning because that's not going to bring you ultimate happiness. And when you aren't winning, it's going to make your life miserable and you can't give anything that power over your life. You've just got to know that you're in your purpose, you're in your calling, you're where you're meant to be, and it's all going to work out. Yeah. And when you have the losses, it helps you to appreciate the wins even more than ordinary. So absolutely. Okay. So obviously, you know, you, you have the family business, uh, the chiefs, but then again, you also pursuing things of your own. You graduated from SMU uh, with a degree in journalism and also in applied physiology and sport management. Um, when you went to school for these degrees, like what in your mind did you envision using them for? I was on the road to Miss USA, and as an introverted extrovert, I really needed to come out of my shell and learn to be on camera, and the journalism department was a great fit for me. I also love writing in English. Those are strengths of mine, and I think that there's a need for authentic, truthful journalism, so I sort of combined all of those passions of mine, and that's what landed me um, with my major in journalism, um, and I, I really just learned so much from my prof professors, and um, that was that made a big impact on me for sure. And then um, I think it kind of just speaks for myself why I got a minor in sports management uh, growing up around the industry. It's something I wanted to learn as much about as I possibly could. That's amazing. Um, I, I love that so much. And something else that really piques my interest is the world of pageantry. I mean, we have seen TV shows about it. You know, you see like the little girls starting young, going all the way up uh, the food chain into the, you know, Miss USA pageants, all of that. What was it like? being in the pageant world growing up? Very different from the sports world. It's an individual sport. And at first I really approached it like I was going to play in a soccer game. 
where you win and you take no prisoners and there's a, a goal and a finish line. And then I learned that pageantry is much more complex than that. And it's about the journey and the personal development, the relationships and the growth. And once I was able to make that mental shift and not try to just go win a soccer game every time I got out there on stage, it really allowed me to appreciate every step of the journey so much more and fulfill my potential in pageantry. I can only imagine. Now, this is just like me coming up with my preconceived notion because you've grown up like in the sports world and you're surrounded. I mean, it is a male dominated industry going from this male dominated industry to a female dominated area. You probably came in like one of the boys, like ready to just like, you know, bowl everybody over. And I, I don't know who was guiding you the whole way, but they're probably like, okay, Gracie, like <laughs> these poor little girls, you're, you're too strong and dominant for them. <laughs> I was definitely the sporty one, definitely the one with a roommate and I was awake so early and she's like, why are you getting up to work out? I just want to sleep in. Um, but I think that that's good. Having different strengths and weaknesses, meeting people who are more girly than you, the hair, the makeup, all the lights, cameras might be deceiving, but I am a tomboy through and through. Yes. Once I finished pageants, I actually went back to my sporty roots and uh, pursued marathons for a stint before you know, getting a little hurt and having to re uh, rehab from that injury. But that process taught me a lot as well. Yeah. Marathons are no joke. I've only, I've only run a half marathon. I don't even think I have it in me to run a full marathon. Uh, so I always respect the people. I believe in you. You could totally do it. So I ended up running my first full marathon because after you stop competing in pageants or stop competing in whatever industry you are in, you need something else to set as a goal to satisfy that adrenaline um, kick that you're used to. And so one day I came across a sign with my mother on a trail and it was for the Aspen Valley Marathon. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, a marathon tomorrow morning. You should absolutely run what? it. So at this point, just to give you a little background, I was not a runner in college or high school. I just did it to stay in shape for soccer to give me endurance. I was running about eight miles a week, once a week. And honestly, I'm just going to say the grace of God and the strength of God pushed me through this because I was like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. So you know what I did? I signed up for that marathon 13 hours before it started. And I wasn't going to tell my dad because he is somebody who you really, he believes in training properly for everything you do to ensure the best outcome. Of course, it's only logical that you would do that. Um, but sometimes I can be a little spontaneous and I ran this marathon. I finished in three hours and 45 minutes and lived to tell the tale. So that was the beginning oh my gosh, of my that passion is for running. I see. I thought my story of signing up a month in advance of the half marathon was something to brag about, but you have me beat one mile or 26 miles or however long in advance you sign up, it qualifies you to brag about your running journey because we're all runners and it's, it's a gift. Yeah. Okay. So you obviously like said, you're not going down that path anymore because you, you had some injuries. I mean, do I would say never say never. I'm on the other side of a pretty bad foot injury that I went through a whole rehab process for and had to have stem cells taken oh, wow. out and put back into my foot, um, which definitely helped the recovery, but was a tough thing to go through. 
but I'll say it gave me so much appreciation and respect for people who go through so much worse. Mm. They are in boots for months or can't walk for even longer. And I, it just, you don't know what it's like to walk in someone's shoes until you walk in them yourself. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, definitely, especially in football. I mean, we see some of the most horrific, horrific of injuries, uh, unfortunately, on a semi-regular basis, because that's just the nature of the sport. Uh, you obviously love fitness. It's a big part of your life, it seems. Running isn't what you're, you use as your go-to anymore. What does your, your fitness routine look like these days? These days, I used to let me start by saying I used to find my happiness and joy in running. And that's really where a lot of my peace in life came from. And when that's taken from you, you have to learn to generate peace elsewhere. And that was a difficult mental process to go through for sure. But now I've taken a hiatus. I've found peace in other areas. And I'm loving the simplicity of hit and bodyweight workouts, which you right. can do anywhere you can find anywhere you can make anywhere and I think that that's just a great way to stay active and moving um but also you gotta gotta stretch you gotta balance out your muscle groups and just make sure everything is moving properly this is so true so I used to be like this hardcore I don't want to call myself a bodybuilder because it wasn't like I was in competitions but I was lifting a lot of weight back in the day and I realized like well, A, I'm a tiny petite girl. Like I don't need to be lifting tons of weights. So now I actually do. I just was in the gym uh, a couple hours ago and I was doing similar to what you're talking about, body weight. I was using like 10 pound dumbbells. And for me, same thing. I find that it's just so much more enjoyable and also gets me the results that I'm looking for. So can't argue with that. Amazing. In fact, I think I saw you shop Maxim. So yeah. we both have shot Maxim. I'm um, congratulations. I saw your cover and you absolutely crushed it. Um, I know it's a lot of work and all the things that go into that, but you just slayed it. So I was well, really well thank you. Uh and same to you. Congratulations. I actually that was one of the things I was excited for. I was like, oh my Maxim cover sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. So you've probably, I mean, you've probably done other magazine shoots as well and other maybe, are you like into modeling? Is that something that you are pursuing or you have obviously with pageants, um, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but is that something you look forward to doing regularly? Funny enough, when my mom and dad got married, she had also competed in pageantry, had also worked in modeling. And he said to her, our kids are not going to participate in pageants and they're not going to participate uh -oh. in modeling because they're like subjective things that uh, aren't sports and don't have definite goals. And he didn't, I think he saw how hard it was for her when she didn't win Miss USA and didn't want that for any of his kids. And I completely understand that. Um, but then I actually started modeling, I want to say around 2012, uh, when my mom and some other NFL owners' wives got together to start the NFL Women's Apparel Initiative. Because mm -hmm. believe it or not, there was a time when female fans did not have cute clothes to wear to the games. And they were tired of cutting up their husbands and boyfriends' jerseys and trying to make them look cute. And so they would go to New York once a year in the summer and shoot this massive campaign with the NFL. And I actually started my modeling journey by shooting the NFL Juniors line once a year in New York and got the privilege to work with some of the best names in the business and work alongside, you know, really just 
famous superstars who I was watching on Disney Channel. And it was so cool. And um, I really couldn't believe that I was the one like they're getting to participate and experience all of that um, and also learn from some of the best. Um, and that's where my modeling journey started. So I was like 13 years old. Wow. And your dad, lo your dad lost that battle, clearly. She, apparently. I mean, she, my mom must be the head coach of yes. the head coach. Every, every but woman is secretly the head coach of the family. We don't, we don't need to tell the men that, but it's, you know. Yeah, they don't need to know. <laughs> um, but that was a really great experience for me. It pushed me outside of my comfort zone for sure, because my comfort zone involved cleats and a soccer field, which is definitely different from a, a studio with photography and lights. Um, but I really enjoyed it. You know, that's great though. I feel like all of the greatest women, myself included, we've got our tomboy side and we've got our girly girl side. Um, so I, I appreciate the duality that you possess. Uh, speaking of outfits for games, uh, you are the queen of the game day outfit. I mean, you always are just dressed to impressed. Uh, you always are posting uh, photos of your outfits on Instagram. Where do you come up with your inspiration for game days? I would say that my mom is a huge style inspiration for me, but I also really aim to mix classy and edgy and sporty into one. Um, I think there's a little bit of Kate Middleton in there. There's a little bit of, there's some Aaron Andrews. There's some Taylor Swift. There's some, all of these uh, women that I've like admired from afar, especially. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little like, Sophia Richie. Oh, for sure. Sophia Richie. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, finding that balance of fun and sporty, classy, edgy, that really sums up my game day style. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, okay. You just mentioned Taylor Swift. Everybody has their eyes on the Chiefs, even people that traditionally didn't, you know, we're not talking about the NFL fans who have been watching for years. Uh, the Chiefs, the NFL in general, really because of Taylor Swift, but the Chiefs specifically, have so many more eyeballs on them because Taylor Swift just, I mean, she demands attention. And now being that she's in a relationship with Travis Kelsey, what's that been like to have the spotlight shining even brighter on Kansas City? First of all, I think we're all so excited to see two such phenomenal people happy. I mean, it's so easy for us to cheer for, cheer for and for the entire world to cheer for because they're wonderful for each other. And it's just been so fun to watch this love story unfold. Yes. So that's just been so special to see how happy they are. And then also to have so many young, especially female fans watching football, interested in football, maybe considering playing flag football and uh, also cheering for the Chiefs. Yeah. Are you noticing? I'm, I know that on social media, you have tons of young girls who are now tuning in and, and want to see what's going on each and every week. But are you noticing even in the stands? There's more females these days? Oh, for sure. I'm sure you've seen as well. They're holding the signs. They're saying, you know, whatever it is. I'm here for yeah. Taylor or I'm here for Taylor's boyfriend. And um, what whatever reason you're there for, I'm glad you're there. And I'm glad you're getting to experience the game that I fell in love with when I was little. Because even not not as someone who's played football, but as someone who's who's watched it, there are so many values from football that trans transfer into life and um, can have really great takeaways. And, and Taylor, I mean, I know that her family, her father at least, was an NFL fan. She's from Philly originally, so he was always an Eagles fan. But 
Taylor's been so much more vocal about, oh my gosh, football's so cool. Like I'm, I'm sad I wasn't into it earlier. Um, what is she like? And you know, now that she's getting more into football, how cool is that? She is wonderful, beautiful, brilliant, all of the things. And it's been so much fun to get her to get to have her coming to uh, Chiefs games. Yeah. And also it's awesome because, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people, like they always do with any celebrity relationship, like in the beginning, people were like, is this for real? Like, are they actually, you know, you never know. But now to see them act, I mean, now it's very apparent. They are so in love. It's obviously very serious. And it, it's just, I mean, it's just so exciting, right? Because it is fun to watch two people fall in love and the love story unfolding in really what is probably a pretty non-traditional way. Like you've got a star football player, the queen of pop, or just, you know, honestly, the queen in general, she's times person of the year. Um, it's just such a cool uh, coming together of two very different worlds. Absolutely. And we're so happy and excited for them. Kansas City, where you spend part of your time, Dallas, where you're originally from, uh, you spend, I think, what, the major is that where you spend the majority of your time in Dallas, correct? I'm based in Dallas. Based I in lived Dallas. up in Kansas City right out of college um, and worked in our departments, did a round robin, um, working for a lot of our different departments in the chief's offices, which was an amazing experience. Um, competed for Miss Kansas, but have since uh, moved back to Texas and I'm here in Dallas. I mean, you definitely give off like Dallas vibes. Like you've got like that very quintessential, like Texas, like the big hair. Yes, yes. The higher the hair, the closer to God, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so uh, being in Dallas for the holidays, you know, all of your family coming together. It does, does everyone get to be there? Because I know football is still going on. Do you have a little bit of still movement in the family where not everyone can be in one place? Well, we play on Christmas Day, so I'll be in Kansas City this Christmas and spending Christmas, I guess, the night of Christmas with uh, my parents and my siblings uh, up in KC with my mom's family. Okay, so. so game day in Kansas City, which is in exciting. Kansas City, uh, yes. So that's I think awful. we'll wake up. And and the funny thing is most game days do involve travel as I'm based in Dallas. Um, but so we'll wake up and we'll probably get together really early as a family and do stockings exchange. Um, don't tell my dad this, but he was like, please don't give me Tic Tacs in my stocking anymore. I don't like Tic Tacs. And so I think what I'm going to do. Wait, wait, I'm, wait, wait. First of all, what I'm do you want Tic Tacs? And I hope he doesn't see this, but I'm going to take one. Oh, it's airing after Christmas. This is perfect. Till yeah. already the prank will have been pulled. So I'm going to take one stocking and I'm going to fill it up with only Tic Tacs. And this is what I'm going to put on his little hook. And then when he opens his stocking and sees just Tic Tacs, which he did not want from Santa Claus, um, I will then be like, haha, just kidding. Santa, put your stocking somewhere else and I'll go get the actual stocking with the real presents in the stocking. Okay, I love this, but where did the Tic Tacs thing come from? Like, is that just a thing that your family exchanges Tic Tacs or puts them in the stockings? <laughs> we were having a discussion about what he needed this Christmas. And I ah. think that Tic Tacs typically end up being delivered by Santa Claus in the stocking. And I was like, all right, I... I will have to take this up with Santa Claus and make sure that this does not happen again. He's like, they just build up and I don't want them anymore. So I was like, don't worry, Santa will not be delivering any Tic Tacs in the stocking. So that's okay. Okay. Love that. So since this airs after Christmas and he will already have opened his real gifts, what are you getting mom and dad for Christmas this year? 
I really pick thoughtful gifts when I'm choosing what to get for each of them, things that have meaning because those are the things that last. So for my dad, or you get them the food that won't last, but it makes them really happy in the moment. So that's the route I'm taking with him initially. His guilty pleasure is absolutely peppermint bark chocolate. So that is his gift from me. And then my mom- Will you be making making it homemade? He would not like that very much. (laughs) I can cook, but when it comes to creating culinary works of art, especially peppermint bark, that is not my forte. That's fine. That's fair. Yeah. So unfortunately I'm not making that. Um, and then for my mom, you know what, she's a makeup guru. So I've put together a bunch of my favorite picks from this season for her to try. And then she also has a few little outfit surprises. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. Where to achieve games or just to fun events. And then what, what is on your wish list? Obviously you, you don't get to call all the shots or, you know, what you, what everyone decides to ultimately get you, but is there anything that you've really had your eye on that you're like, fingers crossed, I have this under the tree. I am pretty, uh, I'm, I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to gifts and we're to the phase where everyone's old enough that you kind of just pick that yes. one, those couple things you want and tell Santa, here's yes. my list. Um, for me, I know it sounds very basic, but it's the truth. I'm asking for the new Garmin watch, um, looking for the Phoenix 7X or 7S. Uh Um, and then I'm also. Now is that for tracking workouts? Yes. Okay. I, I'm very attached to my fitness watches. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you are. I mean, they just, it's a miracle that they were able to convince me to take them off when I competed on stage at Miss USA. Um, because I, I'm very, they're like, my like I'm sorry, I need to know how many steps that I'm taking. Absolutely. I mean, I need it. data. What am I going to do without it? So, um, this one I've had for a few years, so I'm hoping for an upgrade and then I am a sucker for some good athleisure. So hoping for a little aloe under the tree as well. Okay. Yes. Aloe always does a body good. Uh, they're always coming up with new cute stuff. Okay. I love it. Um, finally, I know that you have, you know, so much going for you. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're talented. Uh, a lot of things that, you know, a lot of men say, oh, this is what I'm looking for. But ultimately, it can be a little bit intimidating. Uh, what's it like trying to date in your world? No matter who you are, I think it's a little bit difficult with social media and how interconnected, but also not connected we seem to all be. Um, that said... I know that God's got it and I'm not really that worried about finding my person because he's out there and he's going to find me when the time's right. I've been very busy working on some business ventures that will be starting up in 2024 and that's been my priority and focus. Okay. That's amazing. I love that because I have learned that when you look, you don't find, and it's when you're not looking is when the, uh, I will just say opportunities in general, not just in terms of men work, um, you know, anything, people, they present themselves when you're not looking. I think when you're in your calling and you're in your purpose and you are where God wants you to be, um, you know, he's going to lead you down the path he has for you. He's already ordained that for you. And I really believe that. So I'm not going to waste energy running around trying to find, you know, Mr. Mr. Right. right, because he's out there and he's and definitely enjoying out there. time in life. You know, it's it's busy, especially during football season. So um, I'm just in a really content era. That's amazing. Content. 
is a word that I always say is a very undervalued emotion. Like when you're content, that's um, really the best place that you can be. Yeah. I always pray, God, give me peace and give me contentment. Amen. I love it. Uh, Gracie, you are so phenomenal. Uh, I am so excited to catch up with you in the new year and find out all of these little ventures that you're partaking in that we can't know about quite yet, but soon enough. Soon enough, yes. Soon enough. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Um, I hope you get your new fitness watch. And uh, happy new year also. I hope that, you know, 2024 is your best year yet. I hope yours is as well. And I have a good feeling it's going to be. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. How incredible is Gracie Hunt? Guys, I warned you earlier this week how beautiful she was. I mean, not a hair out of place. The woman is flawless. Um, also very, very smart and successful. Uh all things rolled into one. Could you ask for a better package deal? Absolutely not. Whatever guy ends up with Gracie Hunt, very, very lucky man. Uh, Anyways, guys, that is just one of two of my mega interviews for the week because coming up later this week, we also have the nature boy, Ric Flair. And it's going to be, it's, it's a, it's a extended interview, if you will. So you're going to get to know Ric Flair in a way you've never gotten to know him before, but just to entice you a little bit, Here's a small clip from that interview. I wouldn't be surprised if he left. Um, I, I, I just I just really hope they win the national championship this year. He deserves it. He's been through a lot. And I cannot tell you, there's not a finer man alive than Jim Harbaugh. All right. Yep. You can expect Ric Flair later on this week on Outkick the Morning. Make sure you do not miss it. It's going to be incredible. In the meantime, please make sure you are following me on social media at Charlie on TV. Also, do not forget that starting on January 3rd, all of the live Outkick shows will be moving to Outkick.com. That's Outkick.com backslash watch. Uh, You'll be able to get the shows on demand on different various platforms after the fact. But if you want to watch live, you got to go in that direction. Uh, But on that note, everybody, have a fantastic, fantastic Wednesday. And I will see you tomorrow morning.